Welcome to Come Talk Health Radio. My goal here is to have conversations with anyone curious about health from a holistic viewpoint. Holistic by definition includes everything. So from a holistic point of view, there is nothing that does not impact your health. Although many, many things will have very, very small impact. I am happy to go down whatever rabbit hole fascinates you, but at some point I will bring our conversations back to the issues that make the biggest impact. I believe we all have wisdom to share. I know you have lessons for me, and I have been told many times that if you really want to learn something, teach it. I am not a licensed health professional. I am simply your peer. I desire to be of service to any of you listening who may now be where I once was. So now is the time to call in and join the health revolution. The number is 516-531-9475. This show is live seven days a week from noon until 3 p.m. Eastern. Now here's a song by my friend Allison David from the U.K. off her album, Believe.
Hello, world. My name is Scott Kusland, and you are listening to Come Talk Health Radio. Today is March 17th, 2020. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patty's Day. I have a bit of Irish blood in me. I'm wearing my green sweater today. And uh, I hope you all are weathering the storm. Safe inside somewhere, cozy. I, um, I've i been planning this day for about 16 years. It was back in 2004. I had uh, spent a year unemployed after the tech bubble burst and uh, left my job as an internet engineer for a uh, you know, cable internet television company. And um, I was like, what am I going to do next? You know, I'd spent the last 20 years uh, in telecommunications. First, uh, right out of high school, I joined the U.S. Army and got trained how to uh, operate, maintain, upgrade uh, satellite communications equipment and um, you know, did that for for nine years and got out after the first Iraqi war and uh, went to work for the International Telecommunications Satellite Organization that was based in Washington, Washington D.C. at the time. Um, I believe it's in Atlanta now. Worked there for six years. Actually, had planned on staying there for life. Um, fantastic company. You know, five weeks of paid vacation every year. Like fantastic uh, health benefits, 401k and a pension. Um, and you know, it's the the largest uh, geosynchronous satellite operator in the world and I you know I was in geek heaven but after six years well nine years in the army six years at Intelsat you know I was kind of getting bored so I actually applied to uh, to be a traveling uh, teacher for uh, for Intelsat and uh, I probably would have would have got the job but I barely speak French and, uh, you know, I took three, four years when I was in high school, um, didn't speak Spanish, you know, other than a few words could order a beer. (laughs) Um, so I didn't get the job and I ended up, uh, quitting and, uh, I ended up training dogs with my, my wife who had been to, to a school in West Virginia, um, and we had a dog training and pet sitting business. Um, anyway, I don't want to bore you too much with my history. Uh, if any of you are curious about it, I'm, I'm an open book. I'm happy to answer just about any question. And there's a few things I might might hold back. But uh, I, um, like I said, I've been planning this show since about 2004. So. As I said, I had I'd been unemployed for a year trying to figure out what I wanted to do next. And I uh, 
I was living at my mom's, uh, my hometown of Millis, Massachusetts, and uh, we were going to the grocery store. And on the way, we uh, we stopped at uh, this little holistic health center in Medway, Massachusetts, the next town west of uh, my hometown of Millis. And um, my my mom wanted to get some vitamin C or something. I don't remember what it was, but the owner of the shop came out after a couple minutes and uh, struck up a conversation with him. And I literally got like chills up my spine. And, you know, the thought came in. I was like, and I just spoke it. It's like, you don't happen to need any help, do you? And he said, well, the guy, you know, it's just me and my wife. And um, it's Albert Snow, and he goes by Skip. Uh, So it was Skip and his wife, Terry, that were running the place along with one other guy. And he had recently told them that he wanted to go um, start working for Whole Foods Market um, and work his way up the corporate ladder. So, you know, once once he had uh, moved on, then there were some shoes to fill. So I was like, great. So he's like, well, why don't you come back on Saturday and, you know, we can talk more about it. So uh came back on Saturday and had a chat and he uh, he had done a, uh, a health uh, radio show, you know, a, a call-in show. I think at his peak, he had about 50 stations, you know, syndicated across the country. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, you know, right there, you know, one of the first thoughts I had was, well, you know, why isn't he still doing it? Like this guy obviously knows, you know, more than anybody else, but I uh, probably forgotten more than anybody else I've ever known as far as health is concerned. So I, I, you know, over the six, seven years that I work with him, you know, I was like, man, I'll, I'll be your co-host. Like, let's let's get you back on the on the radio, man. People need to know what you know. And uh, he was kind of like, no, nope, been there, done that. Don't want to do it. And uh, so about three years go by and, uh, you know, we're we're doing great. Um I took my tech skills and, you know, started up a Google AdWords campaign for them. And, you know, we were doing, you know, really more business than, than the three of us could handle. And uh, anyway, um, right about three years in, I, I started doing my own consultations as a naturopath. And, um, and it's just... It's so beautiful, so so simple and elegant the the way that our bodies work, and um, it, it's really quite stunning. And a, you know, a, a very common reaction that I've gotten from people is that it's just too good to be true. It can't be that simple. It can't be that easy. And uh, you know, I've, I've got a lot of stories to tell, and it's you know the the framework of it. You know how things fit together is is super simple, but putting it into practice, you know, making it a part of your day to day, 
that is, a, uh, I found it quite challenging. Um, it's like a lot of the things that I consider to be basic self-care, I don't do every day. You know, I on a on a good week or a good month, you know, I'm I'm doing most of them or or all of them, you know, a good chunk of the time. But um, yeah, it's walking the walking my talk is as pretty much anyone has ever found out trying to follow a, a you know a a more pure path. Um, Walking the straight and narrow, it's you know, it tends to be fairly crooked and a fairly uh, winding road. So, and so, you know, so it is, and so it will be for you, you know. Um, so that you know, the as the saying goes, the, the, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. Well, uh, that's not going to happen in your journey towards, you know, perfecting your health. You know, if you hang around long enough. Um, but you know, the today most people are living seventy, eighty years. Eighties had been becoming more normal, but uh, it seems like our our health is um, our longevity has kind of hit a peak and. I've seen stories in the news about how, you know, the the longevity, you know, the expectation for our, the number of years we're going to live is is actually starting to decrease. Um, anyway, we can together we can stop that slide. Um, my my personal belief is that we are created perfectly, and that it's only through, uh, you know ill-advised choices that, you know, not only that we have made, but our ancestors going back all the way to the very first parents, uh, Adam and Eve, or Amon and Aman, as I'm told, um, they called themselves. But I believe that our, our lifespan is indefinite, that we can stay on this planet for as, as long uh as we choose to, you know, the, the determining factor is how much in harmony are we with the laws that govern health? And you may guess from the panic that seems to be sweeping the entire planet that we must not be uh, in, in very much harmony or we are in, uh, you know, a very low level of uh, of harmony with the laws that govern how healthy systems, whether it's our body or our economy. Uh, but you know, the so much of it is really the linchpin is a belief that there are justified fears and that there are justified angers. And what I've learned is that that is not true. There's only... There's only... You know, below the, the fear, 
un, you know, the, the thing that generates fear is a belief in something that is not true. But we believe to be with, you know, all, all our hearts, as, as the saying goes. But um, I, I truly believe that there is, there is absolute truth. And when we are in harmony with that truth, the only emotion that we'll be feeling are shades of love. Uh, you know, from from bliss to joy. If that if there's a spectrum between those two, that's where we're going to be when we have a full understanding of who we are. That uh, you know, we are all sons and daughters of the Creator of everything. And uh, I look forward to to sharing many deep conversations with you and. I think I'm going to take a break, play some music, take a sip of water, and kind of settle myself after breaking the ice with my first episode of Come Talk Health. dream of is nothing if I can't share it with you. I could save you from your fears, with them all away. I'd make any sacrifice necessary. I don't want to see you suffer something deep inside. I want to shine and light of hope into your darkest night. Though my candle's burning, it's up to you to see. Darling, only you can set yourself free.
So, here we are, or here I am. Um, I was thinking about, uh, you know, where my my health health professional uh, career began. It actually, you know, 2004 was when I actually started getting paid as a as a health professional. Um, but it was seven years before that, while I was still working for uh, IntelSat down in Washington, Washington D.C. Um, my dear mother had uh, found a healer through the grapevine. Uh, people called him uh, Rick Nightshade, or uh, sometimes lovingly referred to him as the Herb Nazi. Uh, he was a very uh, strict taskmaster, as they say. Uh, Rick was, he worked in construction, and uh, he uh, was involved in a tragic accident at work and he was he was run over by a truck and uh, he had to have surgery done to uh, remove pieces of his intestine Um, and he's very intuitive guy I I, you know some people you know mentioned to me that he was a medical intuitive that he could scan you and just you know know what was happening to your liver or, you know, gallbladder or what have you. Um, So when I met him, I basically came to the conclusion that he was, uh, that he was psychic, that he was a medium, that he had a spirit guide that was kind of whispering in his ear. So I think that that spirit guide of Rick's, um, it was like, if you stick with this, these medical people, they're probably going to end up killing you. So you need to figure this out and I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll guide you along and let you know uh, what would be good and wouldn't be good to help uh, repair your, your uh, damaged gut. So, um, you know, the, in my hometown of Millis, there's a, a, a Sikh Dharma ashram and uh, my mother, you know, having been a spiritual seeker her whole life, uh, it was inevitable that that she would, uh, you know, come to hang out there quite a bit. And uh, so I believe it was one of the one of the Sikhs who you know told her about Rick. So anyway, I was living in Washington D.C. and uh, she. Uh, she told me about him and said, Hey, you need to come up here and see this guy. He's, he's incredible. So, so I did, I made the trip up and went out to Marlboro and, uh, went to his little shop that he kept open a few hours a week. And, um, I was just blown away by him. And, you know, he gave me a, a 25 day cleansing, diet to do and uh, he also gave me a specific herb I forget exactly which one it was at this point but um, he gave me a, uh, a fiber powder 
it was uh, rolled oats and uh, slippery elm and he had also um, asked you know if you wanted any uh, any assistance being more regular he would put a, a little bit of senna powder in there um, so he also started everyone out on a liquid iodine supplement by uh, the company Bernard, I think it's Bernard Jensen, uh, called Liquidulse. Uh, dulse or dulce is a type of seaweed. And so, you know, I was like, sure, I'll, I'll try anything, anything once. So, you know, I took it back, back home with me to, to Maryland and, you know, it was, you know, it was a bit of a challenge to to shift my diet so radically because at that point and for many years later, I, you know, I was an omnivore. I ate pretty much anything. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of seafood, but or fish in general. Um, but I, you know, I did like salmon, um, and that was the the one thing on his on his uh, worksheet that he would uh, allow you to eat that wasn't wasn't vegan. Like at that point, I don't think I heard the term vegan for for many many years after that. But um, you know everything on his diet. You know the breakfast was all the fruit you could eat and a mixture of that lovely. Uh, oats and slippery elm powder. Um, lunch was, you know, like rice and steamed veggies. Uh, and then dinner was steamed leafy greens and more of that lovely powder. And, oh yeah, I forgot that <laughs> one of the least favorite things that he had people do was to, uh, chew alfalfa tablets, you know, compressed alfalfa. I think also Bernard Jensen um, product. And he, he said, you need to chew these, you know, chew them five at a time, five times a day, and chew them to a pulp till they're liquid in your mouth. And I came to enjoy it. Uh, you know, once once I was drinking the amount of water he recommended, and I had enough saliva to so it wasn't powder in my mouth. <laughs> um, I actually came to enjoy chewing the alfalfa, but uh, quite a few people that I I, I know who did the, the Rick diet, um, chewing the alfalfa was one of their least favorite things to do. So, you know, fast forward 25 days, and I feel fantastic. Like... I hadn't felt that good since, you know, I'd finished basic training and was in really good shape. Um, just lots of energy. And, you know, I, I didn't uh, really pinpoint any anything that he had me do to be, you know, more important than anything else. But, um, you know, 10 years later... Um, in 2007, I've come across a book 
called Iodine, Why You Need It, Why You Can't Live Without It by Dr. David Brownstein. And I was like, oh, that liquid dulse that Rick had me, you know, he he had everyone do uh, 10 drops a day. And if I remember correctly, uh, liquid dulse has 40 micrograms of iodine per drop. So 40 times 10, 400 micrograms a day. Um, The recommended daily for iodine is, I think it's 150 micrograms. It goes up a little bit if you're, if you're pregnant, um, is being, uh, if the mom, if any, any mother is, is iodine deficient, uh, the baby will not develop properly and will be diagnosed with cretinism. And uh, interesting bit of trivia is that as I was reading more and more about iodine, I came across the interesting idea that there really was no such thing as a Neanderthal. Um, or was it Cro-Magnon? I forget which. Anyway, the one with the kind of the sloped forehead, I think, you know. Um, but basically, they were simply iodine-deficient humans. And I was like, huh, a whole race of Cretans who, you know, lived far enough away from the ocean or... I don't know, had a superstition about eating seaweed or something. I don't don't know how that went down, but it was I think it's a very interesting uh interesting hypothesis. Um, so yeah, this is kind of the to me the was the holy grail that uh I think everyone out there is looking for. Like Every you know when I was working at the holistic health center, you know at at one time it was uh, just Skip, you know Albert Snow doing naturopathic consultations, and then eventually it was both of us. Um, but you know I think we both commonly found that, you know, people wanted a magic pill. Um, And I think we see that to this day with uh, people wanting a vaccine to, to, you know, protect them from these tiny little microbes that are going to take out the, the frail on the weak. Well, Iodine is probably as close as you're going to get, um, but uh, right right next to iodine is is vitamin C, and there's uh, there's a lot of smart you know nutritionally educated doctors around the world who are uh, vitamin C savvy. You know they. Uh, they're on to the power of of this lovely molecule um, that one of my health heroes, Albert St. Georgie, uh, won the Nobel Prize for. 
and um, as much as I I love vitamin C, like I know back back in the day when I was you know my my bread and butter was selling supplements, you know I, I was taking vitamin C every day, you know I'd take at least you know two thousand milligrams or or two grams daily, and um, but you know I. I I think that my peak, I was taking maybe 30 different supplements a day, and I might take take them twice and occasionally three times a day. But over the years, uh, I've kind of weaned myself down to to the core three, which are iodine, B12, and vitamin D, though... Uh, the vitamin D's really, you know, the the older and wiser I get, the more I realize that, you know, the the design of our bodies is just so amazingly perfect that uh, ultimately we we won't need to to supplement anything, and and at some point, you know, the becoming in harmony with more of the laws that God has created, uh, there really won't be a need to eat food. Um, I'm sure we still will because, man, you know, food is delicious. Like, why deprive yourself of of one of life's life's great pleasures? So, but anyway, <clears throat> you, know, the, you know, the idea of living on mana from heaven as is talked about in the Bible or living on light as uh, a chemist from Switzerland uh, wrote a book about, or, uh, you know, sun gazing There's a documentary called eat the sun that I watched. I don't know, maybe eight years ago, something like that. Anyway, iodine is closest thing you're going to get to a magic pill. Um, next runner-up is is vitamin C, and uh, as I was saying, you know there are a lot of vitamin C aware doctors out there who are, you know, even actually a great story that that came out of China um, that was um, in a. I don't know, call it a press release, an email, a you know, social media post by the people that run orth- the Orthomolecular uh, Journal of Nutrition, I think it's called, um, that uh, they're in contact with a, a medical doctor in, in China, and uh, he <clears throat> talked with a family in Wuhan who... You know they were doing fine, but you know they had have she's a 72 year old uh, grandmother, and the grandmother was I think as a, as I remember the story the grandmother was concerned, or any or at least someone in the family was concerned about her health and they wanted to get her tested to see if you know she was infected or not and so they went to the hospital and. Um, she ends up in the ICU on death's door, and uh, 
grand I think it was the granddaughter had had found out somehow about vitamin C and that it can be given intravenously. So she and her family pressured the the medical doctors to give her grandmother intravenous vitamin C. And you know, they resisted and and the family persisted. So um they ended up giving her, I believe it was 10 grams of vitamin C intravenously, which is uh, like a tenth of what uh, a lot of the medical doctors that, that know about intravenous vitamin C, it's about one-tenth of what they'll do, even one-twentieth, um, and maybe even higher than that. But the, I think the most I've, I remember reading about is 250 milligrams of vitamin C intravenously. Um, but anyway, after a few days, uh, grandmother was stable enough to be moved to a normal room and was, was discharged from the ICU. And shortly after that, she went home. And, you know, the, grandma wasn't in great health. Uh, she was diabetic and also diagnosed with cardiovascular disease and uh, she went from the ICU to back home after being treated with intravenous vitamin C so it's it's pretty amazing that something so simple and so cheap you know vitamin C is one of the cheapest food supplements you can buy, um, you know, especially if it's made from GMO corn or, um, anyway, the, um, you know, my opinion is that if you're eating a, a healthy vegan diet or as the politic, the politically correct phrase has become the, uh, whole foods plant-based diet, um, and especially if you're either supplementing with iodine or um, or getting some seaweed in your diet, and uh, you really don't need to do to worry much about supplements. You don't have to to hoard elderberry syrup or or echinacea or or any other plant helper, as I like to refer to them. Um, So, I think I'm going to play another song. So, these uh, the song on the intro and uh, the you know every song that I'll play. You know, the, the intro song is uh, the artist is Allison David, and uh, the intro is all I really want or all all we really want. Uh, the last song I played was Through the Rain. And this next song, let's see, I'm going to play On The Way. There's a baby who's crying while her mother is lying in her own little world far away. And the pain of rejection Builds the need for affection 
crowded for loving to stay. And all that we're wishing for is to not hurt anymore. And that help is somewhere along the way. It's on the way. It's on the way. Because reality's frightening Their defense just becomes their attack And their parent is leaving But it's themselves they're deceiving They think they can make them come back And all that we're wishing for to not hurt anymore And that help Is somewhere along the way It's on the way It's on the way It's on the way Oh, it's on the way It's on the way
about magic bullets so um, I wrote a book called The Ultimate Scavenger Hunt A Journey from Fear to Trust and uh I had, I don't know, probably 120 pages written and who knows how many, how many notes and um, audio notes that I'd taken over the years and emails I'd sent to myself. And, um, and I was like, man, this, this book that I had started writing back in 2007 and I'm uh, sitting in my uh, my my workroom. I had rented two rooms of a double wide tra- trailer down the mountains north of Asheville, North Carolina. Um, and I was just like, "This is unmanageable, man. This book is going to be, you know, 400 pages. Like nobody is going to read this thing." Um, or, or, you know, the 0.0001% of the pop, you know, not, not the population, but of the, of the people who read nonfiction. Um, as I learned when I was, uh, investigating how I was going to get a book published, um, I took this, uh, webinar and, uh, you know, it's like this, the, you know, the demographic, this, or the, the statistics about who, who is reading what in America, um, was very, uh, depressing, I guess. And, you know, most people who read are reading fiction. So then you've got, I don't know, I forget the exact numbers, say, you know, 10% or something, are reading nonfiction and most of those people are reading biographies or history books, you know, uh, but you know, there is a, f- a fair amount of uh, readership out there for, you know, self-help and, um, you know, diet books and, you know, nutritional books and that kind of thing. But, um, so I was like, well, why am I going to, you know, this has been torture. I've been working on, on the book for, you know, five, six, six, I think it was almost seven years at that point. And I was just like, why am I torturing myself? Like, 
no one wants to read this thing anyway. Like, you know, there's <laughs> most of the people I, I ha- have conversations about, about what I've learned and what I was putting into the book, like, you know, their eyes would glaze over pretty damn quick. And, um, so I was like, you yeah, know, screw this. This, this isn't fun for me anymore. So I shifted gears, started from scratch and started writing the book. I, you know, <laughs> the book I wanted to, to read. And, uh, it's actually, um, one of my, my heroes in the, in the publishing world is, uh, Seth Godin and, at one point, he had a deal with Amazon where he was helping to promote books and encouraging people to buy, you know, 10 books at a time, 20 books at a time and, to, you know, give them away as gift and gifts and to, you know, he wanted to really help promote books that he felt had a really, really important message. Um, so I had subscribed to the newsletter for, for the Domino Project and one of those emails, Seth said, you know, the the next book that he wanted to read, you know, what he really wants to read is, you know, 30-page book or less. Because, you know, he said that if somebody really knows their subject, like, they should be able to, you know, give you the basics in 30 pages or preferably less than that. So... I read, you know, not sure how long before my breaking point um, came that I re- I had read that, but it came back to me and I was like, that's what I'm going to do. It's like, Seth Godin, challenge accepted. So then I started working on condensing to the bare bones minimum of my holistic philosophy and that became the ultimate scavenger hunt. Um, so I hope you will uh, to da- hope you will download that, or or at least watch the introductory video. And if that two minute and thirty seconds, I think it is, video resonates with you even a little bit, that you will share it with somebody that you think is maybe more interested than you are, or. Uh, or, you know, I have a an older audio version of it on um, SoundCloud, I think. Uh, I've made some edits since I, uh, I, uh, I read that and posted it onto SoundCloud. But um, at some point, I'll do a more polished audiobook version uh, of the latest and greatest uh, version of it. I've uh, I've probably published 20, 30 different versions of it. I finally, I got to the point, I was like, man, it's never going to be perfect. So I'm just going to publish it now, just the way it was. And over the course of, uh, I don't know, three months in 2015, I think I, I uh, edited and uh, revised it like at least 20 times. Um and then, you know, it got to the point where I was pretty happy with it. And then three months later, you know, I read through it again. I was like, oh, I need to, you know, delete that. That's awkward. Or, oh, I really need to 
described that better, and I'd add a paragraph. Or, and then, you know, I was even happier with it. And then, you know, six months later or something, I was like, oh, how, how did I miss that? And, and added a bit more to it. Um, but it's pretty much uh, been static for a couple of years at this point, I think, if not three or anyway. Um, so I don't know if, where I am exactly. Like, was that actually on point or did I, or did I get on a tangent? I don't know. It's uh, I can get on tangents so easily that if I don't have someone to bring me back around, then, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> um, oh, I know where I, where I was headed. It was, you know, the, the Holy Grail idea, the, the magic, magic bullets. And um, as I was, you know, crystallizing my holistic philosophy vision uh, you know it's on, on the ebook I think it's 40 42 pages depending on you know how big the how big you make the text um, but you know it's about 30 uh, eight and a half by 11 pages so I felt that I accomplished my mission as far as you know, giving Seth Godin a book that he uh, would like to read. And I reached out to him and um, said, Hey man, I, I uh, took you up on your challenge and, you know, he, here's this book. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. And he uh, very graciously and politely declined. Uh, anyway, um, the, in in the my version of holistic, it's not just you know diet, exercise, sleep, you know social activity, you know having loving relationships, you know making sure you're you know, engaging the sexual nature that that we're gifted with, um, and you know t- tapping into whatever way your your creativity. Um, has been gifted to you and to, to share that with the world. When, when you do that, you know, it's going to be really hard to get sick. Like the, the beauty of, of living your passion and being in love with life is that the fight or flight response is off. It's turned off. So your body isn't going into triage mode. It's not not trying to shuffle resources so you can have the maximum energy to to fight the saber-toothed tiger or to run away um, from some menacing but slow creature. Because <laughs> um, when you when your body goes into fight or flight, your body has to shut down or at least turn down like a dimmer switch uh, systems that aren't going to help keep you alive. Um, one of those things that consumes a lot of energy is your, your brain, <laughs> you know, that, uh, 
six or seven inches between your ears, depending on how big your head is. Um, you know, that, that sucks up a lot of energy. And uh, if you're going to run away, well, you only need so much to process, like, you know, where the the downed tree is that you have to jump over or something. Um, so another big energy consumer is your immune system, um, as well as digestion, which really, to me, the immune system is really, you know, it's both the immune system and the digestive system are about, are about breaking down things, digesting them, you know, we, our digestive system, you know, it's that to break down our food into the, you know, the, the building blocks that our body can use. Where the immune system, it's digesting, you know, those evil invaders that uh, are going to mess up our our cellular uh, function and our, you know, mess with our liver and heart and everything. Or specific things depending on its instruction set, its DNA. And anyway, I am not much of a, a detail guy. I, I know enough details so I can, you know, have a level of confidence that I'm about to engage in, in an experiment that is, has a high likelihood of success. Beyond that, it's like, yeah, I just don't have the time for, to read that, like, um, I can, uh, you know, talk the lingo a fair, fair bit, but, you know, I, I remember reading about, uh, you know, the, how the liver detoxifies and there's like phase one and phase two. And I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> nice to know that there's more than one step, but what enzymes or, what nutrients are needed to to do what pathway to get a nutrient through the cellular membrane and in, inside the you know, mitochondria of the cells. Like, I really don't care. <laughs> I'm just happy it all works. And it's been, I think everyone's experienced that, you know, when you're happy, you know, you, your body feels better. It's like they kind of go together. You know, can you really be happy if your body is like screaming in pain? Like, yeah, not maybe some people can pull it off, but uh, I'd rather not try. <sighs> well, I knew going into this that um, I could easily talk for an hour. And uh, we're into the second hour now. And once I get on a roll, I tend not to look up on my little switchboard control, you know, control panel here about if there's a, a list of callers. So I don't. I would assume it would beep in my ear if someone actually joined the joined the switchboard. And I don't see anything in the in the chat room on Rumble Talk that opened up when I uh, clicked on the chat tab. And I really covered all the, all the things I really wanted to cover. Um, 
as a kind of intro into, you know, the real basics of, of health. Um, and, you know, I could go on endlessly, but it's really not a whole lot of fun talking to, uh, talking to a, an imagined audience. Um, so I'm going to play another song here. I'm going to walk around, take a look outside and see if there's any snow still left from the snowfall this morning and, uh, come back with some parting thoughts. So here's another of my favorite songs from Allison. It is called Really Doesn't Matter. It really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter at all. You feel lost inside, but you just don't know why. And asking people to help you find what it is that you just can't find. And you try so hard to fit in, you don't know why you need to. And you feel like everything is wrong when the people see you. And you can't realize that the thing that you have is already there. And the people you try to impress, they know who you are and they don't care. Because they can see the light that's shining from inside of you. And all you have to do is be yourself and that's all you have to do. It doesn't matter if you're thin 
Well, there is no snow left on the ground, which makes me actually quite happy. I, uh, as much as I enjoy snow, or have enjoyed snow, I guess, um, lately I haven't really been such a fan. So this this winter, or so-called winter, we've had here in in Massachusetts this year has been uh, fantastic, in my opinion. I know the parts of the rest of the country have not been so blessed, um, and I feel your pain. We we here in Massachusetts have had our share of you know multiple snowstorms in a week and what have you. Um, so I um, I was thinking, well, I could. I mean, when when I read. Uh, the uh, the ultimate scavenger hunt it it took me about an hour to do it um, and I was like well I could spend the next hour and you know read the the latest version um, what I have here I'd I'd actually printed out oh god at least six months ago and maybe even a year ago <laughs> I was like I should read through. Read, read through it again and mark it up and uh, see if there's any, you know, fine tuning I could do, do to it before I'm really, really happy with it. But, um, you know, as I, I picked it up and flipping through it, I was like, yeah, is that fun? I don't think so. Um, at least not, not today. But, uh, I do want to uh, read the the acknowledgments, um, the the three greatest uh, mentors in my uh, my holistic health career. Or uh, yeah, career seems kind of funny since I don't I don't make money doing this anymore. But um, I guess it's my ministry is what it is, what it's become. So um, I'm going to read through the acknowledgments, which I have three mentors I want to you know, publicly, publicly praise. And then I'm going to read you the summary, which is the two-page version of the 30-page book. Uh, and uh, we'll call it a day. Or we'll call it a broadcast day. And it's really a, I don't know, I've been thinking about this for so long. And to have this day finally come after all the, you know, all the delaying and procrastinating and, you know, planning (laughs) that I've done over the last, uh, you know, gosh, 16 years since I was trying to to twist Skip's nose arm into doing his uh his radio radio thing again. Um I hope at some point uh he'll come on as as a co host or a guest at least and uh entertain you. He is such a great storyteller. And um he is still doing his magic. Uh I 
you know, to me, he is, uh, you know, I don't want to offend anybody by using the word God, but, uh, you know, with a little G, Skip is, is a health God to me. He, uh, I'll never be able to repay him for, for what he's taught me. Um, or at least I don't think I will. Maybe, <laughs> maybe in the fullness of time, I'll figure out a way. Um, so S- Skip, thank you so much. Um, if you're interested in, in who Skip is, uh, you can see his, his work at holisticgastroenterology.com. Uh, I believe he still has a domain I registered for him, uh, a bit shorter and easier to remember in in spell uh holistic uh, with an h and g i like golf india or grand grand icicle <laughs> uh, holisticgi.com i think will also take you to his website uh he specializes now in helping people reverse all kinds of gastrointestinal problems. Um, so if you, if you have any issue whatsoever with your digestion, um, give that guy a call. He's got a free ebook on his website that you can download to get a better sense of, you know, who he is, what's going to happen if you engage him and, uh, as a, as a coach and guiding you through to having a perfectly healthy digestive tract and be able to eat anything that you want to eat comfortably. Um, Shy of maybe if you have, uh, you know, a genetic defect that uh, will prevent you from, you know, enjoying gluten, for instance. Um, But I, I will, I will say that if you do the hard work, I fully believe that you can reverse genetic damage. Um, so there's that. And uh, so that's, you know, the, when I look at, at the, the, uh, the Trinity of holistic philosophy, it is body, mind, and soul. And Albert Snow is, was my, uh, enduring uh, mentor in the in the body arena uh, though as I explained earlier it was really Rick Nightshade uh, who was was the initial mentor for me in, in, in that arena so holisticgastroenterology.com if you or anyone you know has Crohn's disease, colitis, ulcerative colitis, um, hemorrhoids, anything to do with the GI, Skip can explain to you how you can fix it. No surgery required. If you're on any pharmaceutical drugs to help manage your symptoms, you know, work with your doctor and, you know, tell them what Skip is suggesting. You know, Albert Snow, Skip, I'll, you know, uh, and you know, work it out. I mean, what do you have? What do you have to lose? You know, the 
to me, the the thing that you will happily lose is the idea that you know you're on a one-way journey to a colostomy bag and colon cancer. Um, it doesn't have to be that way, you know. So, holisticgi.com, check them out. My uh, my mentor in the in the area of the mind um, is Reese Thomas. He was a a really good tennis player. He became a very successful tennis coach, and something was missing. And um, he came across the uh, oh goodness. The name of it's, I'm drawing a blank. It was an energy medicine school um, that was in Connecticut. I think it was the, I'm not even going to try and butcher it. Um, but anyway, he has his own uh, energy medicine school now um, that he runs out of Milford, Massachusetts. Uh, you can find out more about him at his website, reesmethod.com. It's R-H-Y-S method, M-E-T-H-O-D dot com. And he is the founder of the the Reese Method and the Reese Thomas Institute of Energy Medicine, um, which I proudly almost graduated from <laughs> in 2010. Um So Reese says uh, he's quite active on social media. Um, so if you do a search for him on the internet, you're, you're bound to come across him, even if you uh, butcher the, the spelling. And then last but not least, uh, this this guy and his partner, um, you know, still feel to this day like a, a you know, a dream too good to be true. And I have some faith that what he's teaching is, is, is the absolute truth about how our, our souls progress, you know, why we're here, you know, and where we're going. But it's, it's, quite confronting uh you know i used to read a ton of books i still read you know a fair amount but i spend a lot more of my time um you know watching documentaries and youtube videos and going to seminars and conferences and going to different healers and experiencing for myself you know what's out there and what's good and what i think is like yeah cool but not for me um, that you know, back in 2012, I was sitting in front of my computer watching YouTube videos, and you know, at, after I finished watching one, I looked down at the suggested videos, and here's ones called "Secrets of the Universe," and I was like, "Oh, that sounds cool! Secrets of the Universe, give me some of that." Um, so I, I started watching it and I don't know, it's like nine, 10 minutes into the video. He kind of gets 
somber for a second and uh, he's like, well, I did, you know, when I first started giving these presentations, I, I didn't used to say how I knew this stuff and who I believe I am. Um, but I know that to be consistent with what I'm teaching, I have to be honest with you. So I'm going to tell you before we spend the next, you know, eight hours of the weekend, because he would, he at that time was giving a, a lot of uh, two day seminars. So sometimes, you know, he'd do like a, a Friday evening meet and greet and then, you know, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. But, uh, you know, it was really, um, a four-hour talk on Saturday, a four-hour talk on Sunday. And, you know, starting around 2007, he started recording all this stuff. And he has uploaded everything he's done. Um, and, he, you know, all the seminars he does are, are you know, by donation. And um, he doesn't have, um, you know, there's no you know, buy this webinar for, you know, $29 and 99 cents. Uh, you know, it's all free. And, uh, so anyway, I, he tells, tells the audience, I think this was a 2009 presentation that I watched, um, of secrets of the universe. And he says, I am the second coming. Well, I think he said, I am Jesus of Nazareth. Um, when, when I tell people about him, I was like, well, I, <laughs> I'm going to tell you what I believe. I believe he's the second coming. And of course he would agree with that statement um, that he lived the, his first life on earth um, back at the, uh, the beginning of AD, you know, um, and it's just like, wow, I've always thought that, you know, collectively that, you know, basically that we are part of God, that, you know, we're just, we've kind of just forgotten that we're an, you know, a tiny part of God and, that you know this idea of of a Christ is just something that needs to be born in our own heart, and that it's really a remembering process. Um, so when he said that, was, you know, I had come to believe that Jesus was a myth; it was just a teaching story. Um, so when I, I'm watching this YouTube video, and he's like, "Yeah, I've been alive for two thousand years. I had, you know." 33 years on earth 2,000 years ago and almost 2,000 years in the spirit world and now I'm back and I was like fuck me you gotta be kidding me and I I remember having a thought something to the effect of okay Jesus you've I'm gonna give you 30 minutes like if you can you know, grab my attention in 30 minutes and keep me interested. I'll watch some more. So he did that. And, you know, I, I watched that first two hour video and then I queued up the next two hour video. And then, you know, I watched the, the, you know, the videos, the two, two hour videos from the Sunday of, 
of that weekend seminar and I was like, holy crap, this makes so much sense. Like, but I don't know. And I was like, I don't know if he mentioned in there about reincarnation and how it, how it worked exactly. But eventually as I was watching more of his YouTube videos, I was like, yeah, I like almost everything he says, but like he's saying reincarnation isn't right. And I'm so, you know, almost 99.999% certain that reincarnation is real and that I've had multiple lives and I chose this life and I chose my parents. And he's telling me that I did not choose that the, that the law laws that God put in place is what determined who my parents were going to be. And I was, you know, to me, the idea that I had chosen my parents was, it was really a lifeline because I've suffered from, you know, suicidal depression for the <laughs> the majority of my life from like age 10 until, you know, a month ago, <laughs> maybe not suicidal that whole time, but, um, it definitely, you know, suicidal thoughts definitely come and go. But, you know, lately it's more like, yeah, they used to be a lot more appealing to me than they than they are now. But, you know, the idea of, you know, getting off the the roller coaster ride of planet Earth is like, oh, yeah, man, we all live live indefinitely. Like, you know, if not here in a physical body, then in a spiritual body. So, you know, fuck this planet. Like, I'm getting off. <laughs> but uh, you know, the the more I um, really integrate the idea that you know there really is no death, and in that we have such a a unique opportunity while here in the physical, that it would be a huge tragedy to throw away the opportunity of being on this planet, especially now when, when we're coming up against so many hard lessons and, you know, those of us who have, you know, planted our feet deeply in, you know, and sunk our roots down into the core of the earth and opened up our crown chakras to the center of the galaxy, like, we need more people here now that that are like that to be lighthouses to be you know to be the light in the storm and uh i feel really passionate about it and up until today or yesterday yesterday was really the decision day for me like i had um I'd come against, you know, my last barriers, you know, not, well, I guess I'd say the last major barriers between me and, and finally starting a radio show or internet radio show. And that, that barrier is the, the struggle that I've had being raised by a, a single mom, um, she did remarry for uh, for a few few years at a very critical part of of my uh, 
of my childhood. And uh, my stepfather, uh, John Dale, he's he's passed into spirit now. Um, but by you know, even with a stepfather, even if you know my mom and and John had worked out. Um, you know, the scars of not having your biological dad or your biological mom, whatever, whatever the case may be, um, you know, those wounds run deep. And so my relationships with men, especially older men, um, have been really tough. And I'm looking, you know, at who, who's my demographic, (laughs) Like every everyone who who uh, writes about you know you know doing anything as far as getting the word out, whether it's writing a book or doing a, a podcast or writing on a blog or you know they're like figure out who your audience is because if you try to you know to talk to too many people at once, like it's just going to be too diluted and you're not going to grab anybody. And I was like, well, I don't you know. I don't want to start and just have my target audience as being like new age progressive women. Like I really want to reach out to the brothers, you know, and brothers and uncles and, and nephews. Um, so this last, last weekend, uh, I just flew back from California on, uh, on Sunday. Um, I went out to a highly sensitive men's workshop um, that was in the end because of a couple of coronavirus cancellations um, ended up being run by the the second string um, though calling uh, Elaine Aaron second string this doesn't feel right like she she's really like the grandmother of uh, of the highly sensitive person awakening um, that is starting to, you know, to develop roots and and grow into what I think is just going to be an extremely beautiful um, collaboration with all the, uh, the highly sensitive people out there. You deep thinkers, you so-called overly sensitive people. Um, So, um, Elaine Aaron and John Hughes uh, stepped up to the task, and uh, and we had a, a lovely, just you know, I will never forget being there with with uh, I believe it was seventeen guys, including myself, John, and then uh, Elaine. I think so. I had a total of nineteen people there. Originally, I think um, we had John said we had thirty five that had signed up, which I'm sure quite a lot did not sign up because they were like, well, I'm not flying to Northern California. Are you crazy? <laughs> you know how many, you know, Asian people are flying in and out of San Francisco every day? Like, forget that, man. I'm staying home. <laughs> so, you know, they, Tracy, um, oh, God, I can't remember his last name right now. But he he's written a couple of books. One's called Thrill. Um, he he. Uh, I was really looking forward to meeting Tracy. He uh, is a high sensation seeking 
highly sensitive person, uh, which I also um, have tested to be when I take the you know the self tests. I uh, qualify for both of those, as well as I also qualify high on the adverse childhood experiences self test. So I I have won the won the lottery on. Uh, I'm being super sensitive and just completely overwhelmed by life. And it's so many miracles had to happen for me to be speaking with you here today um, that I lost track long, long ago. Um, So that is probably the longest introduction um, to uh, bring it all back to Alan John Miller and Mary Suzanne Luck. Um, many people like to call him AJ. Uh, I think, you know, I, I really like calling him AJ. Um, you know, Jesus uh, doesn't roll off the tongue so much. You know, I, 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 I like Yeshua better than Jesus. Yeshua. Um, but AJ is, I don't know, just, just saying the, saying it makes me, makes me smile. Um, so Jesus and Mary back on earth, ready to, well, kick butt and take names, but there's, there is no violence in love as, as, uh, as he's taught me and Mary, um, you know, at the, uh, I think it was the second time I saw them in 2013. Uh, I was really struggling with this idea of of God like not making the human race infertile when they got so evil. Like, could we just like put a like a limit on how evil you know we could get and. Uh, AJ was, you know, very thoroughly trying to explain to me why, <laughs> why God didn't, you know, make the human race infertile at a certain point of evilness. But, you know, at the end, of, at, at, I don't know if it was the, at the break point or at the end of the, I think it was at a break point, but it could have been at the end of the seminar for that day. I don't know if it was a Saturday or Sunday, but. Anyway, Mary came up and and said a few words that you know from her you know from just a slightly different perspective, and I was just like, oh. And as I've exper- experienced you know with these deeper truths, when they pierce, <laughs> when they have pierced my thick skull, and you know. It entered my brain and dripped down a little droplet of truth onto my heart. It's you know the the uh, gratitude mixed with grief bubbles up and you know generally I'm I'm an expert at locking that shit down. But um, I am eternally grateful for whoever they are for you know for bringing the divine truth as they understand it to 
to YouTube and uh, to lecture halls scattered around the world. And um, yeah, there's so much, so much there. And and what my favorite thing I, I've learned from AJ is that you know we are all living inside of the creator like every you know there there is no way we can get outside of god's creation and that we will be spending you know our ongoing forever inside of of the womb of the creator and that because the creator is infinite we will never ever 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 know everything and for a wannabe know-it-all like me that was liberating and like jokingly you know frustrating and uh because you know i want to know it all man i want to know everything i want at least i want to be able to pretend that I know everything. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to leave you with the summary of the ultimate scavenger hunt. And um, I'm a huge lover of quotations. So I, I opened up the book with three of my most favorite. I guess they would have to be my three favorites if they made it into my first real book. Um, so this opening one is by Ezra Pound a slave is one who waits for someone to come and free him and this little bit is from me a patient is one who waits for someone to come and heal them. This is from Thucydides. I'm probably mangling that, but he said, the secret of happiness is freedom. The secret of freedom is courage. And then I wrote a bit here. The secret of courage is faith. The secret of faith is play. The secret of play is being in love. The tricky part is we believe we already know what love is. Most of what passes for love in our world is actually codependent addiction. The journey from fear to trust is one where we identify and then heal our addictions. As I have healed my own addictions, each healing step began with considering that I was wrong about beliefs that I previously held close to my heart as truths. I wish you Godspeed on your own healing journey. 
And then the, the second page of the summary, a quote from Francois-Marie Arouet. Love truth, but pardon error. The next quote is from Chandra Mohan Jain. Out of each mistake, each error, you are constantly gaining something. Errors are valuable. Mistakes are immensely necessary. If you are somehow protected from committing mistakes and errors, you will never grow. You will never learn a thing. You will never mature. And the last quote here by my bestie, A.J. Miller. Now many of you don't realize that the mistake you are worrying about is nothing. And the mistake that you are not worrying about is everything. Because the mistake you worry about, the mistakes in knowledge, not knowing enough, or not being enough, and all these kind of things, God does not worry about all that. God worries about how loving you are. And when I say God worries, it is not a worry, obviously, but all of God's laws are about helping you develop in love. It is not a mistake to not know things. It is a mistake to not love. And with that, my friends, I am going to play my uh, ending track of music from my dear sister, Allison David. It's probably my favorite song that that I've ever heard her do. I, I know she's she's a very creative person and she's uh, got more more that I haven't heard yet. But uh, currently, this is my favorite Allison David song. It's called Dreams Come True. Turned into realities and proved the dreaming can be 
Thank you. 